Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. Awesome. Well, so good to see you all. Uh, my name is Nathan, and I am honored and privileged to serve as the lead pastor here at Pathway Church. And today's a special day because we're kicking off a four-week message series called Stretch. And we're also kicking off a two-year generosity initiative that we believe will help us to take steps forward where God is leading us. So a lot of exciting stuff uh, that I want to share with you today. But just quickly, you know, it was, <clears throat> it was just a little over eight years ago that uh, my wife Jessica and I um, were praying and believing and dreaming about a church, a church like this one, a church where, where people, where anybody could come and attend and learn about Jesus. We, we dreamed of a place where children and teens would be excited to come each week, and we're seeing that happening. Uh, we dreamed of a place where people would be excited to invite their family and friends or coworkers uh, to hear about Jesus. Uh, we dreamed of a place where people who were far from God, who didn't have a religious background, who didn't know what the Bible says, that there would be a place that they could come and learn about a God who loves them so, so dearly that he would give his own son. So we wanted to have a place like that, and we shared that dream with some young couples, which I think I got an image here of the original launch team. And so uh, my, my wife, Jessica, and I, a much younger version of us is over there on the right. Uh, my wife was carrying our fourth at the time, and then Todd and Carolyn and Cook, uh, Brian and Kara York, um, Alex and Rhea, Dan and Abby. Uh, those other four couples, other than my wife and I, were in their 20s. Just a bunch of young families with a dream to create a place where people could come and learn about Jesus. And uh, what's so amazing is that initial group were will, just willing to do whatever it took to make it work. And we were a setup team. We tore down. We did Sunday school. We did the parking lot. We did the coffee. We did everything and just prayed that others would come along and catch the vision that we had and join us in this work. And since that time, this is what's amazing, since that time, hundreds and hundreds of people like yourself have shown up one at a time, engaging in what God has called us to do and and giving of your time, giving of your resources and helping us to move the needle forward on the mission that God has for us. And so I'm so excited um, to share with you today about how we're going to stretch. I don't know if you've kind of captured this uh, tent motif uh, but our campaign that we're starting is called Stretch, and yes, it has a, a tent uh, look to it, which I'll explain in, in just a few minutes. But I want to share a quick story, because I remember a time that was extremely stretching for my wife and I, and I'll, I'll kind of reference it a few times as I go uh, through this talk this morning. Uh, when my wife and I were first married, uh, we had a lot of love, but not a lot of money. I don't know if anyone has ever been there. Uh, but but we, we were looking for our first apartment, you know. And, uh, and so we just spent all our money on a wedding. Uh, and so now we were looking for our place, our nest. And so we looked at lots of places in Peterborough. Some of them were pretty trashy. A few of them were really nice but very expensive. And uh, we had this ongoing conversation about what was going to be the right thing for us. We ended up finding a house. And this lovely lady who owned a large century farmhouse that was way out of town. But it was perfect for us. It was cheap and it was fully furnished. So we were like, this is the best. And I mean, we were just, we were newly married lovebirds. And so we moved into this, this beautiful century home way out in the country. And it was amazing. Honestly, for the first two years of our marriage, it was the perfect thing. We, uh, we just enjoyed the place. We enjoyed being out of town. It wasn't until the third year of our marriage that my wife uh, became pregnant with our first, our first child. And uh, as our family began to expand and we were planning for the birth of our child, uh, all of a sudden there were 
there were some new requirements that honestly had never been a problem until that time. See, one of the things we wanted to do was we wanted to, um, we wanted to have a nursery pretty normal, right? Paint the room, set up the crib, get it all ready for this baby that was going to join our family. And uh, we couldn't do that. Uh, the, the homeowner didn't want us to paint the room and make changes. And so, okay, well, that's kind of a bummer. And uh, there wasn't really a yard, a fenced-in safe space for our children that we were going to have to play in. So we're like, okay, well, that's kind of important. And, um, and then, of course, because it was so far out of town and now my wife wouldn't be working anymore, we only needed one vehicle. But that would mean she's stuck with the kids in a farmhouse, which, by the way, again, it was a century home. It was infested, all right? You remember that, the, the mice? Remember the one time I caught two mice in one trap? That's how many there were. Um, and, and it, it, again, this was all really fun when we were first married. There were, um, there were chipmunks and squirrels that could come through the walls. And I remember this because you reach into the underwear drawer and you'd pull out a handful of uh, sesame seeds, right, because they were raiding the bird feeder and storing them in our um, underwear drawers. Really exciting. So as we're, as, we're planning, as we're planning for our family, you know, one of the thoughts we had was like, we're going to wake up one morning and there's going to be a squirrel sleeping in the bed with our kid. Um, it's, it's just funny. Things that didn't matter at the beginning started to matter as our family grew. You understand? And, and so, you know, in, in a similar way, in a similar way for us as a church, um, you know, when we began, we didn't need a lot. In fact, we weren't even sure if this thing was going to work. We weren't sure if anyone was going to come and join us. And over the years, we've just seen God bless this church. We've seen growth. We've seen family after family added, uh, kid after kid. In fact, our church grew by two people this week. There were two babies born um, just in the past seven days. I'm thinking uh, the Ogutuaries had a baby girl and the McPhails had a baby girl. And I hope that was already public. Because <laughs> it's... Uh, Oh, it's just, just amazing, just amazing just to see, see what God has, uh, has done. And, and honestly, um, for us as a church, um, as we continue to move forward, our needs continue to change. And there are some things that are beginning to limit us a little bit. And so, um, again, some of you, uh, if you're a visitor here with us today, um, you're going to get to hear a little bit about our plan for the next two years and how we're going to move forward towards what God has for us. You're going to hear a little bit about our history and our heart. Uh, for those that, that call this church home, I, I'm hoping that you will hear, um, you know, how we believe as the, the leaders of the church that this, this thing needs to move forward so that we can continue uh, to track with what God's doing. Um, this really is a significant time, and so we've got our tent theme. It's called Stretch. Um, just so you know, that, that theme and this image has actually come from a scripture, which I'm not going to preach about today, but in the upcoming weeks, we're going to dive into that a little more. Let me share it with you, though. It's found in Isaiah 54, verse 2. And it says this, it says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. To add context to this, about 600 years before Christ, 600 BC, um, the nation of Israel had, had been a people, they had had their nation and the Babylonians had come in and destroyed their cities. Their home was gone, and many of them were scattered. Others were t- carried away into captivity. And God speaks through the prophet to say, look, um, I'm going to give you a permanent home again. You will have a home. But in the meantime, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stretch out your tents. I want you to take what you have now, stretch it out in preparation for what I'm about to do. And so it's a perfect analogy, and it's a perfect image for us as we think about what's next for our church. You know, um, 
as a church, as I said, we, we began in rented facilities and we remain in rented facilities um, for the last eight years. I want to share with you uh, some of the benefits uh, of being in rented facilities because there are definitely benefits and we have um, certainly enjoyed many of these. Some of the benefits of rented space include um, low cost. That was what attracted us to our first home, actually. It was that low cost, and, and it has been. It was an affordable way for us to begin. It's, it's cheaper to rent a facility for a half a day than it is to have a permanent facility open 24-7, as you can imagine. There's also low commitment, uh, which, again, in, in year one, we didn't even know if anyone was going to come and join us. It was the perfect situation for us as we began our church, low cost, low commitment. And uh, even to this day, we love the fact that us being here is, is some form of a partnership with Rima Christian School. And we have office spaces that we rent um, over at Tallwood. And so, again, it's a place where we can uh, benefit in some small way another organization. And so we love that. Those are great benefits. And we certainly are not uh, running away from our current situation. We're in a good place. But over time, as our church continues to grow, as the ministries of our church grow, our youth group grows, our office staff, everything grows, um, we're beginning to feel some limitations that weren't there in the beginning. Some of the limitations of a rented space are as follows. There is a high staff and volunteer cost. And if you just attend here on a Sunday, you probably don't see. That's what was great about that video. You kind of got to see the team at work setting up and tearing down this room. What you didn't see is hauling all the bins down the halls. You didn't see all of the classrooms being set up, the signage, all of those extra pieces. And so each and every week, we have dozens and dozens of volunteers that come early, set up, stay late, tear down. And then if we run events through the week, it's the same thing again. And as our church grows, there's more events, more set up, tear down. So the actual cost of having staff and all the volunteer hours that go into it are beginning to become so large that we need to look at this again. In fact, um, over a thousand volunteer hours a year going into just creating this room and tearing it down. So it's a significant piece of energy, and we'd love to see some of that energy being redirected to other projects. So high staff and volunteer costs, low security, right? We don't have a permanent place to call home, uh, something that's guaranteed for years and years, and that's something we certainly would like to see in the future. There's also a limited space. Um, so as our, our, our services and programs continue to grow, we're running out of space in our kids' areas, parking lot, halls, aud uh, auditorium rooms, and things like that. Uh, and so we'd love to be able to continue to expand. Obviously, because we set up and tear down three services, I don't know if that's possible. That's a stretch for sure. Um, so we have limited space, limited access. One of the other things is over the years, there's more and more programs happening through the week. Small groups needing space, ministries, uh, group meetings, those types of things. And this building has to operate as a school through the week. And so we can't be in here while the school is running. So there's a lot of things we can't do because we don't have access to the space throughout the week. There's limited excellence. Again, uh, painting, air conditioning, paving, those types of things. Because it's not our space, we, we don't have control over some of those things. And we'd love to be able to continue uh, in, the, in, the, in the most excellence as we can. Lastly, limited visibility. Uh, throughout the week, nobody can see us except for our website. Um, so there's no physical space, no signage um, that people can see through the week. And so we'd love to see that become a reality for us. We think that that would be a really, really great thing. So in year one of our church, none of these things I just listed mattered at all. We were just happy to show up and have someone show up. As the, the ministry and the community grows, uh, these things become growing limitations. We believe that a permanent space of some form will help lift the lid on some of these limitations. And honestly, 
Um, having a building has never been the agenda for our church. It, like, it literally hasn't. When we, when we started this church, and to this day, it's always been about reaching people. That's what it's always been about. Um, now we believe that having a space of our own will help us to do that and lift the lid on some of the limitations that we're experiencing. Um, we're constantly running into things we can't do because we're limited by the space. So why now? Here's it's a great question. Why now? Whenever my wife says, can we buy this? I say, why now? And we start processing. Is this really, is this really important for us to invest in? Is this really something that we need to do right now? We believe that the answer is yes. I've got a little graph here I want to show you. Um, this is a graph of our attendance over the last six years. It's a really nice graph because it goes up and to the right. And we're so thankful. Uh, we've seen steady and consistent growth uh, year over year, which is amazing. By the way, this is not normal for churches, especially in Canada, but in many places in the world. This is not normal. We understand that. We want to steward this well. And, uh, and we see that things are continuing to move in that direction, and we're so thankful for it. Now, I also want to say, we are not in a place of crisis right now. We're doing fine. There's still some empty seats in the room. There's still a few. All right? Uh, we have money in the bank. We're doing okay. Programs are running well. We're well-staffed. We're doing okay as a church. But here's what we know is that um, we've started to feel some tension around not having a facility, and there are a lot of things we can't do. So we started feeling that about six to nine months ago, and we know that in 18 to 24 months, we continue on the trajectory we're on, that we will begin to run out of seats. We will run out of space for kids. We will run out of parking spaces. All of this will happen. And so we see that coming, and we believe that now is the time to begin preparing. We believe that now is the time um, to set a plan in motion so that we're prepared uh, when that moment comes. Honestly, um, myself and some of our staff and board of directors, we've been actually um, looking at every single space that comes available. Because, you know, whenever I talk about this, people say, oh, I know a space, you, Sears, Sears. Um, <laughs> I get that all the time. <laughs> I can just imagine the, all our Pathway kids going up and down the escalators just over and over. And uh, Anyway, I'm like, Sears, okay. Um, but we literally, for the last three years, we've literally looked at every space. We've looked at high schools. Can we rent a high school auditorium? Can we go to a larger space? Can we, um, can we go to the movie theaters? Can we uh, find a warehouse to lease and create the space inside? Are there churches that are closing? And so we're calling denominations saying, are, you, are there churches that are closing? Are there church buildings available? So we've been actively pursuing this. And on occasion, a good opportunity that would work for our church comes along. And you know what happens? If you don't have the resources... If you don't have the money up front for a down payment, for the renovation costs, for whatever, to take that next step, the opportunities are missed because the best ones go quickly. And so we've experienced this already. And so we know that God has a space for us. We know he'll provide the resources, but there is a part that we have to play. And that's our part to prepare, to stretch out our tent curtains wide, to pull out those cords, to prepare our hearts and prepare financially for what God has for us in the future. So we need to prepare. Like when, when my wife and I were in that situation, and I'll just reference back to that, the answer for us was to buy our first home. And so it was the third year of our marriage and we were saving every dollar and we were cutting things out of the budget because we wanted to have our first home. And we went and we did the thing that most people do. We got a real estate agent. We started looking at homes and we found perfect homes that were way out of our price range. And then we found some adequate homes that were right in our price range. But I remember sitting down with my spreadsheet, and uh, I remember putting in, okay, so we're paying this for rent. It was very low. And I was like, okay, now we're going to have a mortgage. That was scary. Never had one of those before. 
And then there's property taxes. I, nobody told me that you had to pay property taxes. And then, then there's heat and hydro and maintenance and repairs. And I'm like, okay, this is what we're paying now. This is what's going to cost us to have our own home. And it's like, huh. I didn't even know if we could do it. It was terrifying. It seemed so big. And yet it's funny now, like 15 years later, as we look back, it, was, it's not actually, it wasn't actually that big. It was pretty small uh, compared to today. And we look back and we think, well, that was probably one of the best decisions we ever made. It set us up, and our family is still reaping the benefits of that step of faith, what seemed like a massive step. And so for us as a church, we know that there is this step. There's this hurdle financially to prepare to be able to take a step forward to having a space of our own in the future. And that's why, uh, that's why we're beginning this stretch campaign. So hopefully uh, all of you got one of these on the way in. If not, please, uh, please feel free to grab one on the way out and read through it. A couple things you'll need to know, uh, pages 17 through 20, there's a space for notes. So if you want to take notes over the next four weeks, there's uh, questions at the bottom that you can work through in your devotion time and some scriptures and things like that. So you can track along with that. Uh, but we've put this together. And so in, in cooperation with our board of directors, our elders and our staff, and even some of the leaders in our church, we've been talking about this and saying, um, is this the right time and is this the right thing? And the overwhelming response that we've had is that yes. This is the right time. This is the right direction. And so we're going to, to stretch uh, both in our faith and in our finances in order to reach people long into the future. If you look at page five inside the brochure, there's, there's a, a page that shows our goal. And we'll just uh, throw that up on the screen for those who don't have a brochure in your hands. Uh, stretch campaign is simply this. Over the next two years, we would like to raise $1.75 million in total donations giving towards the church. Um, that includes everything that's currently happening and the increase that we hope to have. The, the dark blue box on the left is our current giving level projected over two years. So if we did nothing but exactly what everyone's doing today, we would end up around $1.15 million, almost $1.2 million over the two-year span. That's what we would expect to have come in at our current giving level, and you can see we want to stretch that uh, a considerable amount. And on the next page over in the, in the brochure, it shows a version of this uh, where it talks about how the money will be used. So if we can reach our goal of raising $1.75 million together over the next two years, uh, this shows exactly how the funds will be used. $1.15 million is, is budgeted for our next two years budget. That will include our staff and our programs and rental of spaces, all of our missions and outreach. Plus, we're going to increase it. That's all included in there. So basically, the operations of the church for two years is under that bucket. The second bucket, stretch for tomorrow, $600,000, is the additional amount we're trying to raise, and that we want to set aside. That will be the resources that we'll use to help us get into a space. Does that make sense? What's interesting about this is we're doing this in a one-fund campaign. So if you've been part of a church in the past, typically what would happen in a church is they would have, they would have a, a two-fund approach. They would say, give your normal budget, you know, giving to the church. That's going to take care of the budget. And then do something extra for the building or for the renovation or the property. And what happens is people get really excited about the new project and nobody wants to fund the regular stuff. And so people get all kind of divided up we just believe that our regular budget is our mission. Like, we're running the programs. We are seeing God do amazing things through that. And the building is nothing more than the tool that will help us lift the lid so we can reach more people. See, in actual fact, this is a people campaign, not a building campaign. Because it's just a tool to reach more people. It's an important tool, though. And so 
um, so we're doing this in a one fund, which means that everyone who gives in the next two years, it's going towards this goal. Doesn't matter who you are. Um, but we're asking people to ask God and to pray about how they can help. Uh, maybe for many people, it will be an increase in giving for a two-year period to help us attain this goal. Um, and that's how the money will be used, listed out there on the right, which we just showed. If we can throw that one back up. So stretch for today and stretch for tomorrow. Honestly, this, this whole process would be so much easier if there was like a building I could point you all to. Like, there's the building. This is how much it costs. Here's what we have to do. Everyone would be like, awesome. We'd get so excited and money would roll in and we'd do that. Since we don't have a building to point you to, but we still know the need is there and we want to prepare so that when it shows up, we're ready. We're asking people to stretch their faith. We're asking people to stretch um, their hearts and their arms open wide. The tool that we're going to use to accomplish this goal is, is this. It's a, called a commitment card. And some of you have seen something like this in the past. But this little commitment card inside of it, uh, we have listed uh, the goal, stretch for today, stretch for tomorrow, that we just showed you on the screen. The bottom portion of the card is the part that, that people in our church, we hope everyone will fill one of these out. And this is essentially where a person would say, this is what I normally give, and they would fill it out. And then this is my expanded generosity. So it allows you the opportunity to think about and pray about what God's wanting you to do extra. And you can add it in there. There's an opportunity for giving out of stored resources. And then there's a two-year number that we are hoping everyone will fill in. Regardless of whether you can increase your giving or not, we're hoping everyone will fill out one of these cards and engage in this process. I can tell you, this is fun to look at, but it, it takes some hard work to actually fill it out. I know this because my wife and I have been looking at this for a while. And we've been having conversations around it and saying, God, what are you leading us to do? Uh, many of the leaders in our board and, and some of the leaders in our church have already gone through this process. And so, and so we already know there are a lot of people in this church that are already planning to stretch. And we're inviting everyone to stretch with us as we do this together. We believe that the resources we need are in this church. We believe that God's already supplied it. We just have to stretch. And as each of us um, does that together, we believe we'll be able to, to meet that goal and maybe even exceed it. And so we're excited about that. Um, we're not asking you to fill this out right now. Um, there are, there's, um, I think in the actual brochure, you'll see images of these things, so you can look over them during the week. If you want to grab one of these, I think there's some extra ones at the uh, welcome table, but we're going to be handing these out next week to everyone, so don't worry if you don't have one. Uh, but this is the card. There's a table on the back, which I forgot to show in the last service. This table is just a chart that shows you how a goal like we have would typically get accomplished. What you'll notice is on the left column, it shows the number of gifts required. And on the second from the right is kind of like the amount that a person or family would give. So you can see there's some big numbers at the top of that chart. Um, that's typically how a, a, a process like this would get funded. There are some people that God has given a lot of resources to that that go way above and beyond to help move this thing forward. Uh, but I don't want you, if you're looking at those numbers, going, whoa, that's, I don't want you to look at that. I want you, uh, everyone, to walk through the process of going, what's God leading me to do? This, this campaign is not about making anyone feel awkward. It's not about people being pressured to do more than they feel they should. It's about listening to God and making a commitment to the church that you believe God is leading you to. And if we do that, I think uh, we'll be more than successful. People have often asked me, um, you can take that chart down because nobody's going to listen to me. <laughs> people have asked me, honestly, over the years, people have said, like, how, how, does, how is Pathway Church continuing to grow? 
Like churches often plateau. They kind of hit a spot and they just stop growing for whatever reason. And they say, how is it the Pathway Church continues to grow and move forward? And of course, my immediate answer is always, well, that's God. God grows the church. He changes hearts. I can't do any of that stuff. I mean, our, our worship team is pretty good. Once in a while, I get a pretty good sermon out. But it's not that. It's God. It's God that does it. It's the Spirit of God that, that is growing the church. But but then there's the other side. There's the, the other part of it. And I think the honest answer for when I think about it, one of the reasons why our church hasn't plateaued and we continue to move forward is because there has always been a willingness on, the, on, the, on behalf of the people of this church to stretch. There always has been. Two years ago when we were running out of space, we had chairs all through the aisles right out into the back coffee area. And there wasn't enough space. We talked to our church and we said, guys, we need to go to two services. And this is going to affect everyone. Volunteers are going to have to serve more. We're all going to have to change our times. We won't see our friends. And it was hard. But there was a willingness to do whatever it would take to make space. And some of you are now here in a seat because other people moved out and spread out so we could make more room. There's always been a willingness to do whatever it takes to stretch and make room for others. So it's part of our DNA. And I believe that today and over this next month as we talk about this, this is a season, this is a, a specific moment in time when we, when we stretch once again. And we stretch in the area of our giving. And, and I believe that through doing that, um, that we'll be able to continue to move forward and God will um, continue to bless that work. Um, I've often thought, if somebody would just donate $1.75 million tomorrow, just write a check, that'd be amazing. And then I stop and go, actually, no, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be amazing because the heart work that's involved in going through this um, is too important. Honestly, um, there may be some people in our church that fill a card out like this. They've never given seriously. They've never filled out and made a commitment to give. They commit to everything else in life. They'll commit to a cell phone plan, but never committed to giving to God. And for the first time in their life, they'll do that. I believe that, that through this process, people will become generous for the first time in their lives. And I'm excited about that. We'd miss that opportunity if someone did it all for us. And so I'm just inviting everyone to, to begin praying about this and, and to see what God would lead you to do. Here's a couple things I want to do as we kind of wrap things up. Number one, I really want you to enjoy this moment. That graph I showed you, that's not normal. And we need to remember that. We need to remember that as our youth group expands and as kids come to faith and, and, and we're seeing all these amazing things, that this isn't the norm. And that we want to um, be so thankful and appreciative. Honestly, a lot of churches in our city are, are talking about closing doors and we're asking, how do we expand? That's a great problem to have. And I'm so thankful that that is what we're dealing with. And uh, so we need to remember that. Secondly, I'd love for you to read through the literature. Spend a lot of time putting all this information together. Uh, so maybe through the week, um, you can uh, track along, read through this material. Uh, bring this back with you each week if you want and take notes in it. Um, hopefully this is something that's helpful to you. We're also going to have some information events because some of you are probably listening to me and going, I have all kinds of questions, right? What about Sears? And if you have questions about that or anything else, uh, we've, got, we've got two events set up. And this is just literally a low-key opportunity to come hang out with me, chat about this stuff. So this coming Friday night during youth group, while the, so for those of you who have teens in our program, during youth group, we're going to meet way down at the end of the hall in one of the rooms. And it's just an opportunity to hang out, talk about this. If you have questions, ideas, whatever it is, uh, we want to hear from you. So come on out to that the, the following Monday. So... I don't know the exact date, but it's eight days from today. On Monday night, we're going to have another one at our offices. And so, again, if you want to come check out our offices, um, 
So, so we've got a couple of events lined up. We wanted to make sure there was an opportunity for people to, to ask questions and to get information. So um, please uh, make sure to mark those down. You can register for those on our website. Uh, here's the last thing. We really want you to begin praying. You don't have to fill out a card. Just begin praying. Because this, this whole process is really about discerning the voice of God and saying, God, this is my church. And, and, and if you're a part of this church, you say, this is my church. God, what would you have me do? How can I help? That's all we're asking. I believe that if people legitimately do that, if we each ask God and follow his prompting, that everything else will take care of itself. And so I want you to do that, um, not to feel pressured. Just keep coming back. Um, again, this, this today is a lot of information. The next three weeks I get to just preach, and that's going to be fun as we prepare our hearts for this um, stretch. Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website, pathwaylife.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.